Another opportunity lost for the Orlando Magic. More late-game struggles. The growth the Magic need to make is their poise throughout, but especially at the end of games. We'll break it down as the Magic follow the Phoenix Suns. We'll get to it on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is March 17th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross Renike. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic falls short to the Phoenix Suns. Once again, becoming victims of their own mistakes, their own lack of poise, their own miscues at the end of the game. We'll get into some of the Magic's late game troubles coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, this great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of, of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. On one hand, I got to give the Orlando Magic a lot of credit. Um, They played really hard. They fought to the end of the game. They erased a 12-point deficit in the second half. It looked like they were about to get blown out. They put themselves in a spot where they could win the game. They could force overtime. They... And in some respects, honestly, they learned lessons from their previous games. Um, they were in the same situation against Portland, down three, with Portland looking to foul to, pre- to prevent the lead. This time, Orlando made sure they at least got a shot off. With six seconds to go, Orlando inbounded the ball, got it to Franz Wagner. He quickly passed it to Paolo Bancaro, who was open for three as the defense tried to collapse around Franz. He got a shot off, and Josh Akogi made a really fantastic defensive play blocking that shot. Who knows if that shot would have gone in. Paolo is what he is as a three-point shooter. But that, to me, is growth. As I always say on this podcast, games are not won or lost on a single play. Um, you know, Certainly, those plays matter, and we, we're going to talk about how important clutch play is. But games are not won or lost on those single plays. They're one or lost on the accumulation of plays. On how each play, each misstep, each mistake affects the next play, affects the next one. And Orlando just has this problem, and it's expected with a young team, but has this problem where they lack poise, where they lack focus for the full 48 minutes. You want to know why the Magic lost by three? Well, it was Cole Anthony fouling Cameron Payne on a three-point shot off an offensive rebound at the end of the first quarter. It was Markel Fultz fouling Josh Akogi in the backcourt while he did an end-of-quarter uh, half-court heave, giving him three free points. That's four to seven points the Magic handed to the Suns and said, take them. And they're emblematic of the lack of poise the Magic show. 
the lack of intense focus that this team has. Um, and that's honestly one of the bigger reasons why the Magic are where they are. Tantalizingly close to the play-in because of how talented they are. But not able to reach it because of the mistakes that they make. Some of this is expected. They're a young team. they got to learn how to do these things. But some of these, especially at Game 70, have to be out of their system. Have to be more out of their system. And at the end of the day... The Magic are going to blame their the their Magic should only blame themselves for not taking more progress in the playing tournament because they have dropped winnable games. They have dropped games they know they should win, and games that that hurts. You know, we talked about it after the loss of the Spurs. The Magic have enough losses to the bottom four teams to make up the ground that they need to make up. To, to be in the play-in tournament. It's it's really that simple. The, the late game stuff matters. As much as I don't want it to, as much as I, I, I want to focus on the full game, the late game stuff matters because this is where the Magic lose themselves the most. You know, yeah, yeah the Magic's defense has been inconsistent at least recently. Um, but the Magic lose themselves the most and give in to their youthful impulses the most late in these games. It's it's the two turnovers the Magic committed down by one with the chance to take the lead or down by two with the chance to take the lead late in that game against Phoenix. One off just a bad alley-oop attempt from Franz Wagner to Paolo Bancaro where he had to fly, try and climb over another defender. It's having the understanding and the poise like, yes, we want to get out and transition, but if it's not there, possession matters more. And it's just an understanding that we've got to get into our set. We've got to get a good shot here. And sometimes the Magic don't understand that, or sometimes the ball just isn't in Markel Fultz's hands for him to kind of direct that traffic. Again, so much of this is expected. The Magic, our young team... They put the ball in Paolo Bancaro's hands a lot. If the Magic were trying to win some of these games, I think Markel would have the ball a little bit more. But instead, the Magic want Paolo to go through these growing pains, to go through this experience because he's going to be the guy. And they know it. Late in games, next year, the year after, forever. And so the Magic are just going through the growing pains right now. Look, the stats late in games are not pretty. There's, there's just no other way to say it. Late in games, at least entering Thursday's game, the Magic have a, I believe it's a 15 in, let me pull it up here, 15 and 21 record. So now 15 and 22 in clutch situations when the game is within five points in the final five minutes. Entering Thursday's game, the Magic give up 122.7 points per 100 possessions while scoring only 108.3 points per 100 sessions with a 13.5% turnover rate, which is actually better than the regular turnover rate. So the turnovers in Thursday's game were were not usual. But what was usual was the team's poor shooting. What was usual was the team's inability to get stops with Chris Paul hitting a couple of big shots, just able to just get to his spot and make big, big shots. Those things 
are typical of this Magic team. Those are things that they do late in games. And if you're looking for a reason why the Magic aren't able to get in the playing race, it's quite simply close games. I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure I did an episode this uh, on this in September. I know I wrote an article about it that this season would be determined by whether the Magic won close games. And they've won more of them this year than they did last year. They're better at it, but obviously not good enough. Not good enough to flip some of these games in their favor. Not good enough to take these games uh, and win them. Now, they're not a disaster. They're not giving away impossible leads except against Miami. But this is where the magic win or lose is their ability to execute when the pressure's on. And Thursday night showed again that they're still developing that poise. So if you're looking for a way for this Magic team to break through and push ahead, it starts with it starts with winning these close games. It starts with executing better in these close games. That's ultimately how the Magic break through. We're going to go through the final box score real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Phoenix Suns. We'll get to that coming up here in just a minute. But first, it is time for Nissan's most electric player of the week. It's brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Nissan Aria. Our player of the week is, drumroll please, Markel Fultz. We have not done a proper job here on this podcast Recognizing Markel Fultz, I think the nation is just starting to figure out like, oh, wait, Markel Fultz is actually pretty good again. It's pretty exciting. But Markel Fultz is our most electric player of the week. 25 points in your triple-double Thursday against the Phoenix Suns. He is the guy that leads this team, gives them their energy, charges them up, and gets them in the right spots more often than not. When Markel Fultz has the ball in his hands, everything seems to fit in place and the Magic seem to operate at maximum efficiency. He is the engine driving this team. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pain to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV, just like Markel Fultz does. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. Let's run through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Phoenix Suns, 119 to 116. I'm pretty sure that was a score. Um, nope, sorry, 116 to 113. Give everybody three more points. Um, they're there somewhere. 116 to 113. Again, the Orlando Magic played hard, um, especially coming off of Tuesday's loss to San Antonio. The effort was certainly there. The, the intention was certainly there. The things missing in this game were attention to detail, being in the right spots, communicating where they need to be, uh, and, and and really just, just just little details here and there. Um, it's a, again, it's about poise and focus the entire way. The Magic just cannot afford, especially against a good team like Phoenix, cannot afford to take steps back. 
Phoenix still got way too many open threes. They were 13 for 35 from beyond the arc. Orlando just 8 for 28. And, you know, I, I we'll get to three-point shooting. I'll talk a little bit about three-point shooting on the back end of this. But um, the, the, the Magic are... The Magic still have a long way to climb with the three-point shot. They shot 19 for 23 from the foul line. They... They should have been at the foul line more. Phoenix was 17 for 17, so Orlando still won the free throw battle. Um, but boy, that was a really physical game, and, and the officials really let them play physically. They're definitely a, a, like, I, I know Magic fans were talking a lot about the officials after the game. Um, I thought the refs were fair to both teams. I thought they allowed a lot of physical play on both ends, but I also think that they let too much go. I think there, I think there should have been more free throws in, in this game. Um, but you got to play through it. Um, Markel Fultz leads the way for the Magic. 25 points, 11 for 17 shooting, 9, nine assists, 7 rebounds. Dude was just everywhere defensive, uh, offensively. One of the few guys that I think could out-muscle Chris Paul and kind of play Chris Paul's game back at him um, was getting into his jumper, was was like kind of stepping into that mid-range jumper that he loves, especially around the free throw line. Um, able to back him down a few times. Just really good in transition. Like The Magic made a lot of bad decisions. 19 turnovers in this game. Fultz had two of them. The Magic made a lot of bad decisions, but for the most part, when Fultz had the ball, the Magic's offense worked. Um, and so I think that's, again, just a big key is, you know, as much as we want Paolo to get himself going and as much as we want Paolo to really explore the limits of his game, if the Magic are trying to win, the ball's probably better off in Markel's hands. Um, and, and it's in, in his hands enough that he's able to make things happen. Paolo Bancaro had a nice game. 18 points, 7 for 15 shooting, Three for four from the foul line, eight rebounds. Did have five turnovers, two steals for him. Um, good defense on Paolo Bancaro, to be honest. Torrey Craig, Josh Akogi, really good wing defenders. Both did a very good job making Paolo's life uncomfortable. Phoenix threw some good good, uh, good stunts at him. They threw some good coverages at him. Really made him work for his points. Uh, when Paolo got to the basket, he was really good. He did hit a couple mid-range shoppers, so he's, you know, he's back in rhythm. It's really just about getting the foul line more. Paolo Bancaro can't be going to the foul line just four times. Like, like seriously. he's He's got to be up near 7-8 for this team to be successful. And that's a lot to put on a rookie, but that's what he's averaging. And so when Paolo has a below-average free-throw attempt game, that's that really hurts the Magic's offense. They were able to make up for it. They were able to, with, with great shooting, they, were, they shot 50%, 43 for 86 from the floor. But the Magic need Paolo Bancaro to get himself going. Um, Franz Wagner, 16 points, 7 for 15 shooting, 10 rebounds, 2 assists. No player was probably more frustrated with the physical play and the officiating than Franz. He definitely had some legitimate gripes. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say again that that the refs, the refs I thought were too lenient. I thought, that, again, they were fair. I thought both sides got the same treatment, but Franz and Paolo especially seemed to take a lot of hits. Franz only one free throw attempt, which is ridiculous considering how physical the Suns were playing on him, but he's got to find a way to push you again. This is the point that I want to drive home. The Magic need better poise. They can be upset with the officials, but you wait till the dead ball to do that. You don't do that while the ball is in play. You accept the call and you've got to move on. You've got to play composed all the time and adjust to how the game is being called. And, and you could tell throughout the game the Magic were really frustrated with how the game was called. Again, I think it was done fairly. I think Phoenix has as many gripes as Orlando does. I thought Orlando played really physically too. Um, that was my big call after a big first quarter was the Magic have to up their physicality. They were allowed to do so. They did a really good job with it. You know, seven steals of the game is a pretty good number. But Franz really looked like he was frustrated 
by the lack of calls that he was getting in this game. Um, still able to find ways to score, find pockets, but a really rough game nonetheless. Wendell Carter, 16 points, 7 for 11, shooting 5 rebounds for him. I thought this was a rough game for Wendell Carter. He ends up scoring pretty well, got some baskets around, the, got some shots around the basket to go in, um, was active around the basket as an outlet, as a dump-off, but defensively, I thought he was not particularly strong. He certainly wasn't strong on the glass. And Orlando does out-rebound Phoenix 47-35, including 11 offensive rebounds. But, you know, the seven offensive rebounds Orlando gave up really stung. Phoenix had seven offensive rebounds that turned into 17 second chance points. Orlando with just 13 second chance points off their 11 offensive rebounds. So that's kind of, you know, that doesn't go all on Wendell, obviously. But I thought Wendell was floating around the perimeter too much on offense. Just not really physical defensively. Really struggled with DeAndre Ayton. And so a difficult, difficult, difficult matchup for him. Um, off the bench, Cole Anthony scores 17 points, 5 for 9 shooting, 5 rebounds for him. Cole was really active, did a good job getting into a shot, did a good job getting to the basket. Um, 5 for 5 from the foul line, so led the team in free throw makes. Jalen Suggs led the team in attempts with 6, but only 5 points. A rough, rough offensive game for Jalen Suggs. Honestly, like this was a game where the Magic needed their bench to really step up. Uh, and, and they didn't. The Magic didn't get the same bench performance they're used to getting. Like, look, Cameron Payne at 18, he was making shots left and right. Cole Anthony matched that. But the Magic needed a big game from Jalen Suggs. They needed a bigger game from Bull Bull, who had six points. Um, the Magic end up benching Mo Wagner in the second half in favor of Goga Batadze. That was a great move. Goga Batadze had a great game. He made a big impact, including a huge block late in the fourth quarter that led to the game-tying three from Franz Wagner. So the Magic's bench did do good things, especially in the second half. The first half, they let Phoenix really take the lead in a moment when Orlando needed them to race ahead and get them where they needed to go. The Orlando Magic fall to the Phoenix Suns 116-113. to Phoenix led in scoring by Devin Booker with 19 points. 18 points off the bench for Cameron Payne. 16 points, 7 assists for Chris Paul. 15 for Josh Okoge. The Orlando Magic back in action Saturday. They'll face the LA Clippers. We'll do a quick podcast on Saturday night. Um, probably after the Northwestern game, go Cats, um, uh, to recap that game, get you set for Sunday's game against the Lakers and the end of this road trip. The Atlanta Magic follow Phoenix Suns 116-113. to When we come back, we'll chat a little bit about that three-point shot and where the Magic stand with that. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at BetterHelp. This podcast, this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash LockdownNBA and get on your way to being your best self. Look, we all need that moment to, to, think, to think and reflect on ourselves. We all need that someone to give us, to, to listen, number one, but to give us some guidance or, or some tips or even just to affirm our feelings. And that's why therapy is so valuable. It's it it, it could be a little bit of a, a, a mind dump, a, what you're thinking dump, but it could also just be a safe space to get it all out there, get a different perspective, or get affirmation for how you're feeling in a world that doesn't always affirm the things that you're feeling. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do. Until we talk through things, talking is always good. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery 
from wherever you are. If you're thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your work schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA today. So I want to chat a little bit about this. Um, You know, I, I, I love, you know, Don, I think Dante Barcatelli and the Valley Sports Florida crew do a great job. Um, But I I was taken a little bit aback by Dante essentially saying the Magic need to stop shooting threes uh, at the end of last night's game. The Orlando Magic made only eight of 28 threes. Not a great shooting night. We all acknowledge the Magic need more shooting. The Magic are not getting anywhere without more shooting. And so, look, everything starts from there. Orlando's not doing anything until they shoot the ball more effectively. So, let we'll start there. We'll, we'll stipulate that, that this summer has to be spent getting some shooting. Um, it's going to make everyone's life easier. And, 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 and honestly, I don't think the players on the team understand how much easier life's going to be uh, if, if they have just a knockdown shooter or someone who, could, who is a constant threat to make threes. Um, but I, I disagree with this notion that the Magic need to stop shooting threes. I disagree with this notion that the Magic need to abandon the three-point shot. We've talked a little bit on this show about the three-point math. And the three-point math is really tough. The Magic are a, a middle-tier team in terms of three-point field goal percentage. Uh, bottom half, middle-tier. Um, you know, like 18, 19th in the league in three-point field goal percentage. But they are second, they're second or third to last in attempts per game. They give up the second or third most attempts per game. And so while their three-point defense is pretty good, I think they're the top 10 in three-point and three-point field goal percentage defense, that does not matter because the volume isn't there. Because a team's gonna shoot 32 threes and make 13 of them, while Orlando's gonna shoot 30 threes and make 10. That's on average. And so that's a nine-point difference the Magic have to make up. And look, Orlando does a really good job making up that deficit by getting to the foul line, by getting out in transition, by being really good on, on the glass. And, and, you know, we'll argue about whether the Magic are actually good on the glass. It's It comes and goes. But the Magic do have a formula to win and make up for this, but it's really hard on a lot of nights. And, and look, a 13-8 to eight difference... And three-pointers isn't going to kill you. But at a three-point game, those 15 points matter. You know, Josh Okogie went two for 12. The second three was a big one that gave Phoenix the three-point lead for good after the Magic had tied the game, had fought back to tie the game. So I'm here to argue that the problem for the Magic isn't actually their three-point shooting. Their problem is actually they don't take enough three-point shots. Look, I've sat here and said with with the team struggling shooting, I think 30 or low 30s is the correct number. I think the Magic should be shooting about 32, 33 threes a game. And and that's about where they are season average. They're a little bit lower than that, maybe around 30, 31. They probably need to be up around 32, 33. 
That's going to get them 11 threes made per game, and, and I think they could fill in the rest. That's what this team needs to be. But as we move forward, the fact of the matter is, unless the Magic suddenly become super efficient, like Denver shoots only 33s per game, that they make 13, 14 of them. They make 12, 13, 14 of them. That's the difference. Orlando is not efficient enough to shoot threes at this low of volume. And I'm saying don't not to give away possessions, but Orlando does need to make the three-point shot a bigger weapon. It's the only way they're going to make up ground on teams. They also have to defend the three-point line a whole lot better. Like I said, Orlando gives up the second or third most three-point attempts per game, and that's a raw number. That's, that's not talking to shot quality. That's not talking anything else. And so while the three-point field goal defense is pretty good, giving up that much volume hurts this team. and opens them up to games like they had Tuesday night where a team gets hot or a team is able to break them down and take a lot of threes. What happened a good chunk of Thursday's game against Phoenix is Phoenix missed a lot of open shots. A lot of those open quarter threes where the Magic's rotation is late or it's just too far for them to get to. Sometimes you have three-point luck. Three-point luck works in both ways. But the Magic have to find ways to reduce this. And and look, it's not going to happen this season. We got 12 games left this season. This is who this team is. This team's identity is pretty set. We know what their path to victory is. The Magic aren't going to drastically change their rotation right now, You know, even though there's certain arguments that they should or, or, or places where they might be able to. This team is who they are. And that's fine. This team has had a successful year. I'm happy with how they played this season. But we got to start thinking about the future. We got to start thinking about the great beyond. And some of that is being a better, more effective three-point shooting team. It's something we've talked about over and over again this season. It's something that we've we've looked into. It's something we've looked at. It's something that has been a part of this team's story. And certainly, again, we all understand it. The Magic need more shooting. Get more shooting. You will get more three-point shots. You will make more three-point shots. Life becomes easy. That's what this summer is going to be about. But the Magic do have to find a way to win this three-point now. Because, you know, right now they are at such a, a deficit with it. Honestly, that's part of why they lose poise too. Is they've got a very narrow path to walk. It's walkable. It's not so narrow. But they can get flustered when that path closes down on them very suddenly. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. I'll have my big board up coming up later this afternoon. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Game to Game NBA podcast. All the scores, every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, Locked On Magic has been Phil Cross. I will see you next time for another episode.